0: Welcome to the New Life Podcast on the Stream Grace Network. Hello, and welcome to the next edition of the New Life Podcast. I am John Yule, and I've got my co host with me, Pastor Jeremy Griffin. Hello. How are you, sir?
1: I'm well. I had coffee about uh, five minutes ago. I powered through a hot coffee. That's weird.
0: I, I don't know. Usually do that, especially in August. It should be steaming, and yet it it's great. Today. You know, I've
1: got a new vice. What's it's, your vice? It's new. Well, I went to that Dutch Brothers coffee place, and then I went to Scooters. <laughs> I've been getting all these cold Frappuccino type things, which I guess now I've learned that that is that is a Starbucks specific thing. A frapp. A frapp is yes. Yeah. And so, you, so Dutch Brothers is called Dutch Freeze. At Scooters, it's called a blender. Blender. Yeah. Anyway, I know that they've got to be like 900 calories each, but.
0: Oh, uh, you know it. Whoo, they're good. Well, we want you to know that this podcast is not sponsored by Starbucks. It no, is but not
1: sponsored by Starbucks. Definitely not Sears. Starbucks. But, I, but you know. But here, maybe
0: by Dutch Brothers. Yeah, I'll tell you
1: what, I am open. I'm so open to that. In <laughs> fact, I mean, guys, listen, if you want a really great, refreshing treat this summer, stop <laughs> by Dutch Brothers, located in Midwest City, soon coming to Yukon.
0: And Dutch Brothers will be sending you a bill for that
1: soon. <laughs> now, see if they pay it. I bet they would. Uh, hey, you know, <laughs> think about it. They probably just go to send it to accounts, you know, receivable or payable, whatever they do.
0: You never know. But thanks for tuning in to this edition of the New Life Podcast. And we're going to be continuing our My Story series today. We have someone that we want you to meet and we're excited to hear her story. And I just want to preface it by saying... This woman, sadly, has known me, like, sadly, almost (laughs) my whole life. And so... Um. Yeah, we're not going to talk about evil Johnny stories today. So Absolutely, we no, are. no, we are not. <laughs> so anyway, I want to introduce you to this young lady. She's a part of New Life Church, and she actually helps um in in our kids ministry here at the church. And that is Andrea Darris. Hey, Andrea, how are you doing? Hello, Johnny. <laughs> it's so I, I want to call you Jones. You know, uh, not I a long know. Time. But that's how I knew you. So, um, thanks for being with us today. And, um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about uh, your early life, where you're from? I mean, how many brothers and sisters and
1: wait a minute now, cause brothers that, yeah. and sisters, if you're a Jones, don't you have like, well, a- that's
0: kind of where I was going. We
2: have, a, we have a dozen. Ooh. Yeah. A
1: dozen what
2: a dozen kids. <laughs> a dozen Holy. Brother- There's 12 of us.
1: 12. So where do you fall in that?
2: I am number 11.
1: Wow. Yeah. seriously Seriously. i didn't know that you have a great relationship with number 12
2: i do she's my youngest sister and yes we do she has the same uh almost same birthday as you yeah it is (laughs) oh wow yeah
0: yeah and uh sylvia if you're listening today we love you sylvia i was gonna guess i was gonna guess it is sylvia and um she lives in colorado so i know she's not She's not missing Oklahoma that much. So. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> not the weather. Not the weather. Oh, well, tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, uh, I am uh, come from 12 kids, 12 uh, brothers and sisters, and we've all grown up in Oklahoma City. I have a few brothers and sisters, that uh, one that lives in Kansas now and then my youngest sister that lives in Colorado. And, uh, you know, we... Grew up in a family. Uh, had a, you know, we weren't wealthy. We we were poor, and we lived. Uh, Twelve of us had um, three bedrooms, one bathroom, a living room, kitchen. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, had That's a, good stuff, right there. Oh yeah. Um, you know what? I didn't know I was poor. Uh, Isn't
1: that the thing? <laughs> like seriously. Yeah. I mean, how many times as kids, you don't know you're poor. No. I was poor. I didn't know it i'm still poor and i don't know it.
0: <laughs> no, you're not. no 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 no, no, no. But, sorry i didn't uh, mean to interrupt that just oh no we, so we
2: kind of played we had the three backyards that didn't have a fence so that was our playground and the nice. whole block uh you know and uh I, my dad was an alcoholic and uh come kind of by the time it got to my age he was um or when i was born he had already stopped um but with my older brothers and sisters, they really got to uh, see the side of his mm. alcoholism. And uh, my side of it was constantly every night cussing my mom out. That's wow. kind of what I remember my Goodness. dad doing uh, and uh, the saying that she was with every mailman, mm. preacher, everybody you can imagine. He didn't have a lot of good to say about my mom. Mm. Um, and she's a wonderful person you know, yeah I can't you guys I mean all know her. I'm she's functionally amazing. thinking how is that even possible it's, but it's not uh, now so
1: this is after he he had stopped drinking mm-hmm. so he went from uh drinking to just rage essentially pretty much and and one he was uh when he was actually drinking uh how did that manifest itself as far as your siblings have communicated if you were
2: um well they all left as soon as they could get out of the house mm-hmm. not only because of the size but because you know, it, he was bad and uh, just a lot of um, bad situations yeah. with them. Uh, telling my sisters in it and Suzette, as soon as they had 18, they had to leave. And then the next day saying, where are the girls? And
1: oh, wow. he kicked
2: them out. Yeah. I um, did that with my
1: boys, but that's a different <laughs> conversation. <laughs> yeah. I said it a lot. I said you had to be gone by 18 because I figured I needed to train them. And then that was not the requirement. Anyway. Yeah. Well, it, was, just, it wasn't because I was drinking. <laughs>
0: that's just hard for me to uh, wrap my brain around. Cause of course, by the time I came into your guys' life, um, I guess he was, he had passed away at that point, right? By the time uh, he
2: died when I was 16. Okay. So, so that
0: was shortly before mm-hmm. our, we all met at yes. church. And, um, but knowing your mom who everybody affectionately just calls her Miss Sylvia, uh-huh. you know, our mom. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we all could probably call her mom. I mean, she's basically been another mom to a lot of us. But
1: I do. I mean,
0: I Miss mean, Sylvia, to to know, I mean, you talk, whatever, hey, listeners, whatever image comes up in your mind of a godly woman who loves God with all of our heart, has the greatest smile on the planet, that is Miss Sylvia. It is. And to, to hear that someone would say those things about her, how did that affect you?
2: Um, I didn't like my dad very much. Uh, Sylvia has a little bit different view of him. Uh, she's she was maybe a little closer, but I I hated what he said to mom, because of course it was not true. Yeah. Um, and you know, mom mom is the one that that brought us all to God, and uh, and you know kept us always in church, <laughs> Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Yep. And uh, I thank God every day for her. I, yeah, I wouldn't be who I am without her.
0: So, you guys, were. when did you start going to church?
2: I don't remember not going to church.
0: Really? No. Even during that time where her husband was this way, she still?
2: She did. Every, yep, she hmm. took everybody to church. Sometimes they walked. You know, at one point, I remember her saying they walked to church. But, yeah, we she took everybody to church.
1: Wow so how how did that unfold so as an adult how so how old were you now when he passed 13 16 I was 16 when my dad passed and so how did how did that like what was your initial thoughts like because I can't process I've never even known my dad so I don't I don't know how that would I would respond to somebody who you have resentment for then he passes is there relief then do you have guilt from that relief like what are some of the things that you kind of dealt with at that point
2: I'm going to definitely say it was a relief, um, and I'm going to say guilt later. Gotcha. But that was probably a lot later in my life where I felt more guilty because, I mean, it was all like you could all breathe after he was gone.
0: Mm, yeah. You said it was like you could do what? Breathe.
1: Breathe. Yeah.
2: yeah, because it was every day, every day, every mm. night he was cussing my mom out.
1: So when you started feeling the guilt later on, because we can come back, but when you started feeling that, uh, how old were you when you started really seeing that roughly? Um, or how many years later? You don't have to tell us how old you are. Yeah, <laughs> She's younger than us probably. <laughs> no. <laughs> um,
2: you know, it's um probably, it had to be in my 30s probably, and, you know, I, I knew you had to forgive.
1: Is that what it came down to, just the spiritual knowing of forgiveness? It is. Yeah.
2: Yep. Because, um I know you have to forgive, and and later in my life I did forgive him, and I still do. I can't imagine having twelve kids and having to mm. care for twelve kids, and uh, you know everything that. Of course, he he didn't have a relationship with God, mm. and that is what matters with everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you don't, you you're going to struggle in anything that you have, um, and it was on his deathbed that um, he. Well, it wasn't on his deathbed. He was having a heart attack. And uh, my mom started telling him to call out to God. Mm-hmm. And he did. And uh, when he called out to God, he was able to get up and go to the hospital. And he was starting, uh, they said he was going to start getting better. And, and uh, I know how, well, how my mom feels because it's the same way I felt with my husband is, you know, if he's going to, God, God saved him. And, um, she knows God saved him and, um, you know, if he's going to continue to stay the path of being a Christian to stay the path, but if he's not, you know, you know, God take him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was probably a day or so after he was in the hospital that he died Okay. at the age of 54.
1: Oh,
0: wow! wow. Yes. Wasn't very old at all.
2: Maybe 55. Wow. Yes. He was young
1: so uh so you found yourself in a position where you're forgiving him for the first time you know you you said it you know like we teach it right we need to forgive my question to you is did you find value personally in that forgiveness if that makes any sense
2: it was later that i forgave you know i probably i i'm sure i know i forgave him before but it wasn't heartfelt Mm. because later when you forgive you you actually start realizing what that person has gone through Mm -hmm. because you know sometimes you don't realize what a person's going through you start putting themselves in your position it's not um he didn't want to be like that right yeah um and even at one time he had told my mom some something is telling me to to say this to you and you know he'd he'd you know every once in a while i hear bits and pieces that mom tells me about things that he had said to her and and, um uh, and you know I I just living your own life being the age I am now you realize so many of the struggles that you go through that uh um you everybody goes through struggles sure and it's not it's not that usually those people start out to be the way they are they just um they need help mm-hmm. and God is the answer for that yeah,
1: yeah that's good good when we
0: were growing up as kids let's let's uh Let's put a pin in there. And let's <laughs> let's let the the emotions cuz mine's are mine's starting to rise and I'm not ready for that to happen yet. So, oh no, um, we could have milked no, 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 that. No, 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 man. Um, <laughs> so let's go back and throw Johnny onto the onto the trash heap here. But let's go back to when we were teenagers. I mean, I look back at those times now and I really miss miss some of those times. Yeah. I um do. I look back and think, man, I was such a jerk. <laughs> at 16, you know, I, I know all of us were teenagers, but you look back and go, man, I missed some really great moments because I was so immature. You know what I'm saying? And I think some of us growing up in church, you get kind of jaded. Um, did you ever, when you look back at yourself and your journey. Or when you look back
1: at Johnny, do you agree?
2: You know what? I never had an issue with Johnny ever. It was
1: Sylvia. I, <laughs> <laughs> she was in between Sylvia and I. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, I I was doing my own thing. Honestly, uh, <laughs> no. I I I love you, and I <laughs> I think you're an, a great person. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but let's
0: go back to you now. Yeah, Sorry. go back to <laughs> me. But, um, did you ever? Did you ever kind of get jaded with Christianity and? church and um you know looking back did it ever just become like a show or just something you did and it it was a way of living but it really wasn't deep inside of you
2: you know i didn't really even realize it but i was very self-righteous like i was you know you're better than other people Mm because you didn't do this and you didn't do this and i've grown up in church my whole life and you didn't do you didn't drink and you didn't do this kind of stuff. And so you think you're better than other people.
0: Where did that come from? Do you think just,
2: I don't know because it definitely wasn't taught to us.
0: I agree. I don't think it was ever taught to us, but I think if those of us like me that are taking an honest look at, but not only our life, but what we've produced as an organization of a church, what a lot of us think that and have felt that which means it's being picked up right it may not be expressly stated but uh, it's become
1: it's it it's modeled right so so is if we can agree that in inherently it's not a god quality for us to be self-righteous if we can agree with that and we can agree it wasn't taught to us then it was modeled Mm -hmm. that's that's all that's left you know what i'm saying
0: so in what ways uh you know, can you dive in a little bit about feeling, you know, better than everybody else? How did that, what did that do to you in your life in your younger years?
1: When did you realize it? That's, that's, oh, that's a, a good question. Yeah.
2: Too. Well, okay. So when I was, I've, I, I had Whitney before we were, I was married and, um, then I ended up getting married at 22 to my husband, Sev. And, um, at 27, I got rheumatoid arthritis, and I blamed God, mm. and I really, I did not have a close relationship with God, and I spent 15 years probably with anxiety and depression, Really, and I mean, I went through that for years and years and years, and and the whole time I went through everything that I went through, I still went to church, I still worked, I still did every function, everything. And a lot of people didn't know I was going through what I was going through unless I told you. Uh And, um, the, the doubt and the fear and the unbelief was just overwhelming. And I was, it was a fight all the time in my head that I was going through, but I knew there was a God, but at one point in my life, um, it was, I'm going to tell you, I had crazy things going on in my head, and I would read a lot, and I would even make up stories in my head when I wasn't reading so I wouldn't have to think mm-hmm. because I did not want to think.
0: Think about what?
2: I didn't want to think. Just, just think, just period. think, period, because everything that was going on in my head was just crazy. And uh, there was one point in my life when I was sitting on my mother-in-law's couch and, and uh, I heard a voice, didn't hear it audibly, but it was, Andrea, you are not going crazy.
1: Mm.
2: And, you know, I'll never forget that. And I still had many years after that, that I still, um, I just, I wasn't crazy, but I felt crazy mm-hmm. and work helped a whole lot, right? Exercising mm-hmm. helped a whole lot just to get my heart rate up naturally instead of from, uh, the anxiety that I was going through. But it was the anxiety and the fear that I was going through was my faith. Mm-hmm. It was, it was definitely on my faith.
1: Were you having panic attacks too?
2: All the time.
1: Yeah sucks yep. doesn't it oh yes
2: it does it does i oh, definitely yeah. i went through that for years and, uh every once in a while i get anxious now it's probably more nervous than anxious here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, i mean i'm delivered
1: yeah, yeah. i am
2: totally delivered mm-hmm. but i i felt like i was in hell for a long time mm-hmm. in my mind
1: it's a brutal place to live i mean just it is the thought of impending doom all the time I remember, and, and what that can do to kids and stuff, you know, like, I remember having conversations with my older boys, they were younger at the time, just saying, you guys know how to call if if I'm, like, talking to them about me dying right there in front of them. That's pretty traumatic. Yeah. I didn't realize, I was literally just looking out for their well-being, absolutely believing I was about to die. And so you don't want them to be stuck alone. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's brutal.
2: Yeah. You, you do feel like you're gonna die. Yeah,
1: it's weird, man.
0: You mentioned Sev, uh, who is your husband. I remember playing softball with Sev oh, back he in was the a, days. You he was know, a neat person. He really was. Um, do you feel comfortable talking about him for a minute?
2: I do. Uh, we met on one of my jobs that I was at. I've only been at three, so it's my <laughs> second job that I had that we met. And um, we he's Catholic. And you know, there is a, a difference there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He didn't really go to church very much, so we definitely, I brought the kids with me all the time. And he was definitely a partier. Mm-hmm. He he liked, uh, I guess opposites attract, mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, we, mm-hmm. I hate drinking and I <laughs> hate parties. <laughs> But, you know, I love cookouts, I love getting together, but the part of the alcohol part is, yeah, definitely something I've always hated. And,
1: and I'm guessing because of your experience with your dad, is that fair to say?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times they say, you marry people like your dad. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: Then my girls are in for a great life. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: There's a lot to that. Unpacking yeah, that. But, <laughs> but, no, just leave it alone. But...
2: But I, I think sometimes in the Hispanic culture, there is, uh, you know, probably every weekend his parents would, they'd have parties, which, you know, that was, it was fun. A lot of it was just fun get togethers, but some people can't handle it and take it too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, my husband was one that uh, slowly, you know, he would always, he always tell me, I'm not going to be like your dad. I'm not going to be like your dad. Cause I would tell him, I said, I don't want you to be like my dad. And as far as his personality, no, in no way was he like my dad, but I didn't want him to be an alcoholic uh, like my dad. And, and eventually, um, he began to drink more and more, especially after he lost his job at Dayton after 12 years. And, and I I believe his job was his, um, that was a, like he didn't, he felt worthless after Mm -hmm. he lost his job. And then he eventually went back to school. Uh, and at that time he did cuss a lot when he would drink i mean a lot he was never cutting me down or doing stuff like that but he really hurt uh julian and whitney mm-hmm. as far as um
1: uh, and these are your kids my, that's my kids okay. yeah
2: and uh <clears throat> excuse me i have really i think i really have really had beautiful wonderful kids you do i do i do i i was definitely blessed mm-hmm. um uh, and I think uh, Julian Sev always made Julian feel like he wasn't good enough. Both of them made all both of them feel like they weren't good enough. And uh, I know you know that my son is gay. He used he grew up in our church here. Mm. Um, I love him to pieces. <laughs> I, um, I know at one time um, I'll go back to Sev, but at one time when Julian first finally did tell me, probably about the age of twenty, he finally told me and he said don't tell dad cuz he'll kick me out of the house. Mm-hmm. So um because my husband would openly if there was anything anybody gay on the TV he would you know say there the you know say ugly things and um so I'm sure that had a lot of the reason why he would never say anything to us but when he did finally say tell me I um he asked me to go out to eat with him and I did and I, I said uh, I could, he was starting to do stuff to make it aware that he was gay. And, um, uh, he told me, he said, he said, he told me that one of the girls that he's real good friends with that he got her pregnant. I said, Oh good. I thought you were going to tell me that you were gay, <laughs> oh, no. yeah. but it was not a, he, he really ha- loves me. And I just told him that, uh, only God can change your heart and I love you unconditionally. And I, I remember telling Julian that mm-hmm. and, um, He's, he's a, you know, I know God is the only one that can change his heart and he will. Mm-hmm. I, uh, back to my husband, um, he began drinking, um, really heavily after his, he lost date, his job at Dayton. And then after Dayton, he, um, after Dayton, he started drinking, but then he went back to school. So he, he, um, got his, his, uh, Oh, APC or applied science mechanic mm-hmm. got his uh, two-year degree and hated his job when he went he worked you know you you worked flag hours so you you only got paid if people came in mm-hmm. um and he felt like they cheated people a lot anyway he hated his job <laughs> and didn't end his job well there from drinking and we we went to go get help because he was drinking really bad, and he stopped for two years, and he told us that we didn't change, so why should he? Uh-huh.
1: Um,
2: and then he started drinking really bad again, and then uh, for about five years he didn't have a job. And um, he did some odd jobs with his friend. His friend would try to give him work, but he would, when he when uh, he didn't work because, <clears throat> sometimes he couldn't work because uh, he would... You know, he couldn't let him work if he was going to have cause problems because he's a diesel mechanic, roadside mm. diesel mechanic. So, you know, he could never take seven if he was drinking. Yeah. Uh, caused a lot of problems. But it just, it just, several times we went, tried to get help, and uh, he started it at uh, Tinker. And that was the last year when even after the first week he started, he was already drinking. Wow. After we had, and uh, just, uh it just kept spir- spiraling and and i didn't know what to do i had um i'd finally you know i was about to a point where i i wasn't i couldn't handle it anymore and then that's when he ended up going into the hospital for um cirrhosis uh-huh. and um we did get to spend the last few months with him sober and with him watching Joseph Prince all the time I know, I know where he is Yeah, and I love him and, um, I, um, uh, it was, that was hard. Mm. I don't, um, I felt like this is my own opinion, but I felt like if he had, uh, given it to God completely, but he kept wanting to casually drink, I can casually drink. Like I can drink beer. Beer is not liquor. So he would constantly go back to that and he I feel like he didn't want to completely let it go.
1: Yeah.
2: Where God will take it and can heal you from it and uh for you.
1: What kind of effect uh did that have on your kids that you're aware of? Well, um Well, sorry, let me ask this first. How old were your kids when he passed?
2: He died two almost 2 years ago. Okay. So it was 28 and 20 uh, 26. Okay. or 25 yeah. when they died, but they grew up, the part that he started drinking really bad was when they were in their teenage, early teenage years. Mm. And there was a lot of cussing and a lot of uh, cutting down. And and I think they just never could meet up to his standards. Yeah. And I don't know why they were great kids. <laughs> it was, well, it was, it was him.
1: I say parenting is only 5% us and 95% who God created them to be. Sure. You know, yeah. I used to not think that. I, You know, we had uh, on your Renewed You podcast, Johnny, we had Justin on talking about yeah. this because it was like before I had kids, I thought anytime I see a kid acting up, I'd always blame the parents. And then I had my first two boys a year apart and they were polar opposites. And so I thought, well, how is this even possible and then jake came along 11 years later and i'm like well yeah this has (laughs) nothing to do with like literally five percent i think that's the most it could possibly have to do with us because and and you know what credit where credit's due right i mean god is the one designing us Mm -hmm. yes he is creating who we are and so for me to take any credit really i'm just aiming these kids i'm not creating them so anyway that's how you have great kids because god made great kids he did and not to take away from the parenting i'm just saying
2: thank goodness <laughs>
0: um i want you to speak into this so you've shared some things i didn't know already i want to know about your encounter where you really came i'm going to say back to your faith cuz i that's how i view it in my life i never really let go of my faith but i i acknowledge that for most of my life it was head it wasn't really driven from from a heart at what point did that switch happen for you?
2: Okay. So probably 10 years ago, definitely could be off. Uh, the years are going by so fast now, but uh, <laughs> about 10 years ago, I, you know, was still have an anxiety, a lot of anxiety, just where, you know, you feel like you can't breathe and you know how to breathe. It's like, I know how to breathe. <laughs> What's the issue? But uh, just one of the songs, um, uh, I can't even think of the name of it at the moment, but it's like all I had a lot of music that helped me. I'm just mm. gonna say a lot of Christian music, but I just like all of these other people out here are fine. You know, a lot of other people are fine. Yeah. I know they are, but um I said, if they're fine, I can be fine and and I never, I never stopped believing. I kept pushing in even when I would have all the doubt, all the fear, all the anxiety. I still, kept pushing in, but the, the biggest part to me was, I mean, I don't want to say this, but it was after Sev passed that, um, I felt finally that I was free. I think I was so focused on him instead of focusing on God that, God, I mean, I had a lot of fear in my life, a lot. I grew up with a ton of fear. Mm-hmm. I just, Whenever we sang in competition, I thought I was going to shake off the stage. I remember those years. Ugh, I thought my <laughs> mouth was, my lips were like <laughs> shaking so bad. I didn't know how I was singing. But um, immediately after, when I was by myself, I had always been afraid to be by myself. And when I was, immediately I had peace. And I have had peace for years, and I've not had any problems with going to sleep and resting. And I'm by myself all the time, mm. kind of enjoying it. So <laughs> I'm just—I uh, had God gave me peace immediately. Yeah. But uh, the part where I kept pushing in and just kept just kept staying and going, and it was God that chased after me mm. because I know, and and now it's like you never gave up on me that was sorry i'm crying but it's okay it was like you never you never quit coming after me because it's like uh everything i was going through all the doubt period of belief it's it's gone i mean i still have occasions where stuff comes up but i mean he he comes after us and mm-hmm. he doesn't give up Amen. and i'm just i'm so grateful and uh i think of you know mary magdalene when she when he saved her, he she, you know, wept at his feet and cried. It's just like I would be the same way because when you finally get set free from stuff you've had almost your whole life, it's it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's
2: like you would you would want to fall at his feet and cry yeah. because definitely that's how I feel.
0: Hmm. Amen. And
2: I'm so thankful.
0: Well, I think it's amazing with everything that you've shared, um, that you didn't let it take you out not just and i don't mean just take you out of faith but just literally take you out yeah i mean um i think that we underestimate sometimes the value of the things that we do inherit from our parents yes and when you think about what your mom lived through and the strength and i've never i don't know that and i've only seen her basically in a church environment necessarily i mean i didn't hang out at your guys' house but um what i will always remember about your mom was her ability to smile and not complain oh yeah mm. and then here you come into almost a into a very similar environment in your own life and yet though you had some battles there was an inner strength in you yeah that yes was god but also is something you got from your mom
2: Yes, and her mother
0: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, Grandma Edelman. Yeah. I remember, her. I remember she, her. She went through the depression and had, they had nine kids, three of which died of diseases that would be fixable now. Oh, wow. But um, they were all the ones before the last six mm-hmm. that lived. But uh, yeah, I have, I've come some from, from some great. Uh, strong Christian women. Yeah. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: awesome.
0: Well, if you were, let's set a scene here Um, for those that are listening today that maybe they feel like the things that they are facing in life are overcoming them, you know, and if they were to ask you for advice, what would you say to them?
2: I'm going to definitely say that I've never thought of it or had never thought of it before, but the Holy Spirit is like I'm not alone mm. I have so much help and he that is what he is for he is always with this and I should have already known this but I mean it was like I didn't really realize it until after I was by myself and everything that I was going through that he's guiding us he's teaching us and I still have so much to learn but it's like I have help yeah and Uh, the people that are out there that are struggling it's like it doesn't have to stay the way it is it does not and i am proof that Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to stay the way it is that he can deliver he it doesn't matter how long you've gone through whatever you're struggling with god is amazing and he can deliver and will heal you
1: Mm. amen
0: amen to that yes well andrea i want to thank you thanks for taking the time um, to share your story with us. I want you to know your story matters. You need to hear that. Your life matters. And um, I thank God that we've gotten to reconnect and see what God's going to do with us in the future here at New Life. We love you and we value you. Thanks for sewing into our kids and sharing your story today absolutely
1: yeah we didn't even get into how you have put up with my youngest <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's
2: good he's very good
0: thank you guys for listening to this edition of the new life podcast we'll catch you next time god bless